We're glad you've joined us at Rama for Today Radio. And one Saturday night, she come running. They lived five miles out in the country. She ran that whole five miles. In fact, never even remembered. Fell on the front porch unconscious, was bed fast for 30 days. Just had a nervous breakdown. Just couldn't put up with it anymore. And so after she'd spent 30 days in bed, the doctor said to him, said, I, I wouldn't put her back. I mean, she's not able to go crazy. In fact, she didn't even know part of the time what happened. And so he said, well, I'm not in favor of divorce and remarriage because she wasn't a Christian anyway. But he said, let's just go out there and get your stuff, get your things. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on what Jesus taught about prayer. Later in today's program, I'll tell you more about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. You see, the same Bible said, Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father which is in heaven is perfect, you see. God wants us to live holy lives. Now, we're going to love those folks that don't. We're not going to love their unholy acts, but we're going to love them and do our best to get them to straighten up. Are you listening to me? But I've seen Christians, see, there's two sides to the coin. I've seen Christians, you know, got out of fellowship with God and, and just done some of the most terrible things, you know. And really had no intention of straightening up. You talk to them and they wouldn't even admit that they'd done wrong. Well, now the Bible said for you to love me. Well, I love you all right, but I sure don't love your deeds. Amen. And if you're going to persist in that, then you see you have to deal with it. The church even has to deal with it. Now, you know that Paul writing, same Paul, same Holy Ghost, that inspired him to write this to Ephesus, wrote to the church at Corinth and said, it is commonly reported that there's fornication among you. Such fornication that should not be mentioned. Should not be mentioned among the church, you see, or in the church. That a man should have his father's wife. Now here evidently was a stepson that he took his father's, his stepmother away from his daddy and was living with her, cohabiting with her in open sin. Well, now be ye kind, tenderhearted. Just go ahead and forgive them, you know, and keep them in the church and buddy them up. No, when you're come together to deliver such a one unto Satan for the destruction of the flesh, that the spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Amen? amen. I said amen. amen. That's, that's still love. Is that love? Yes. Well, I want to ask you the question. You found that little three-year-old boy playing with matches. And you spanked his hand and said, don't do that anymore. And you caught him the very next day. And this time you spanked his bottom a little harder. Now, why was that love? Sure, you don't want him to be destroyed. Because he's liable to burn himself to death and burn the house down with it. Is that love? Sure, that's love. So you see, there is another side of the coin. And we have to present both sides, don't we? Are you still out there? Now, it's amazing how folks want to, you know, and, and the devil will do that, you know. I mean, I mean, the devil quoted scripture to Jesus. We, we, we quoted a little earlier where he said, man shall not live by bread alone. That fourth chapter of Matthew, when he was tempted of the devil after he's baptized by John and Jordan's river, and the Holy Ghost descended upon him in a bodily shape, farm as a dove. And God spoke from heaven and said, this is my beloved son whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And then he is led by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. The devil came to him first, you know, and said, if thou, if thou be the Son of God, 
Command these stones to be made bread. Devil always comes with an if and a doubt. Jesus said, His written man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So then Satan took him upon uh, and set him upon a pinnacle of the temple, and Satan said, Cast yourself down. In other words, leap off, jump. It's written. He decided he'd quote a little, it's written. It's written, he'll give his angels charge over thee, concerning thee, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said, it's also written. Sometimes you have to tell the devil and others too, it's also written. It's written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Amen? But the point I'm making here was the devil quoting scripture to Jesus. It's written, he'll give his angels charge over you, concerning thee, lest thou dash thy foot against the stone. It's written. Jesus said it is also written. And the devil, it's amazing how he'll use scripture. I remember one church that I pastored one time. Just actually, I, I really didn't pastor it. I took care of it for another pastor while he was on a leave of absence about six months. When I was on the field during World War II. And I, and I said to him, now I already have some obligations. But I'll be here on Sunday to preach and on weeknights. Uh, or I'll have someone else to. And I was there most of the time because I had, did have to fulfill some obligations already obliged, you see. But I, I remember the, uh, my, my Sunday school superintendent, he said to me, and I had heard a little bit about it. Now, Brother Hagin, I know you'll hear about this, he said, but that I, uh, uh, and, uh, and I had heard what others said. But now, it's a good thing though, to get things firsthand sometimes. Yeah. He said, uh, and, and I knew his daughter, she was only, well, 16 at the beginning when she began to go with these fellas and 17, and so she was going with the fella. Now, he didn't come to church. Her daddy had her in church. Now, I understand, though, her daddy and mother didn't get saved until they were older. And so these children were not born into a Christian home. She was not born in a Christian home. First number of years of her life, her daddy was in the underworld there in Dallas. And he was a toughie. He was a toughie. And... Uh, so he knew that she was going with this fella. And the whole family had a bad reputation. In fact, this was a small town, just, just one little old street, you know, just had one drugstore there. And these boys, two or three of them, the daddy lived out there on the farm. In fact, their daddy had killed two different people. Some went other, got out of it. These boys on Saturday night, everybody come to town on Saturday no day, and they'd walk down the street and push everybody off the sidewalk. They'd go in the drugstore and turn all the counters over. Only way in the world they could curtail them, they'd call two or three squad cars out of the largest city nearby in the county seat, and they'd come to them. Only way in the world they'd get. They'd go to another neighboring town, do the same thing. Just go down the street, you know, and go into and turn everything over. Just, and nobody, people are scared of them. Well, who wants their daughter to marry into a family like that? So he thought that he had corrected it. Of course, she wasn't saved, you see. And like I said, she didn't have those... Uh, you know, she just, her dad and mom had just been saved the last two or three years, about, about maybe three or four. And so she ran off and married this fellow. Well, of course, really had to lie about her age down in the state of Texas because she couldn't sign, you know, below 18 or 18 or below. But anyway, she's only 17 years of age. Married him. And so uh, one night, this little old town, the telephone operator called. And said, uh, you know, uh, they're up here in this uh, little all-night restaurant. It didn't have a good name. And said, he's just, it's awful, you know, the way he's done it. Actually, the lady that ran the restaurant had called, her little old thing had called and told this operator to call Mr. So-and-so. 
So he said, when I got up there, men were standing outside, 10 or 12 men standing outside. The constable, that's all that little town had, that's the only law they had was a constable. He's standing out there with a gun on his hip. They're afraid to go in. Nobody inside except his daughter and her husband and the lady behind the counter running the little cafe. So he went in, and when he went in, the lady behind the, 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 the counter said, Mr. So-and-so said, it's terrible the way he's treated her. And right in front of these men, you know, just all kinds of vulgar words and called her a whore and everything in the world. And so he just went over and sat down beside her. They were sitting in a booth, one on one side, one on the other. Sat down beside her and he just asked her, said, is that so? She said, yes, daddy. So she was weeping, said, it's terrible the way he's treated me. He said, son, and really is smaller than him, but man, I, I got hold of it just like you got hold of iron. He'd been in the underworld, like I said. He said, son, now you know, and all these men outside know that I'm saved, born again, spirit filled, Sunday school superintendent out to full gospel church. But said, come on outside, I'm going to whip you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> that fellow said, no, I'm not going outside. He said, I know it. You've got a yellow streak running down your back a mile wide. And he said to his daughter, come on, let's go home. So he took her home. Then he, he got to, uh, you know, thinking about it. said, well, she married him. She's been living with him for several months. They ought to try to make a go of it. So he, he got them back together and tried to make a go of it. And one Saturday night, she come running. They lived five miles out in the country. She ran that whole five miles. In fact, never even remembered. Fell on the front porch unconscious, was bed fast for 30 days. Just had a nervous breakdown. Just couldn't put up with it anymore. And so after she'd spent 30 days in bed, the doctor said to him, said, I, I wouldn't put her back. I mean, she's not able to go crazy. In fact, she didn't even know part of the time what happened. And so he said, well, I'm not in favor of divorce and remarriage because she wasn't a Christian anyway. But he said, let's just go out there and get your stuff, get your things. And she said, oh, daddy, don't you go out there. Man, you don't know that old man and those boys. They'll kill you. Oh, he said, honey, he said, I've, I've dealt with fellas. You know, I, he'd been in the underworld. He could mention some men of great promise <laughs> in that area. <laughs> He, I'm not going to let him bother me. Don't you work. So they drove up in front of this farmhouse. Now, you see, the reason that she had run, they got in an argument at the supper table. Reading she had run into town there, you see, because she wasn't used to all that. And, and, and the old man had kicked the table over. And this is during World War II, and they didn't have electricity yet. Some of them did, but they didn't. And just had a lamp and set the house on fire. And all of them got to fighting one another. And so she ran, ran five miles. Don't even remember doing it. And so he went in, and the old man and the old lady now got in a cuss fight. That's where it all started. They got to cussing one another. And so uh, she went in, you know, he just went up to the front porch, you know, the farmhouse, front door, and just opened the door and stepped inside. He didn't wait and knock or anything. And, of course, when he stepped inside, he, he stepped to one side with his back to the wall. He knew not to turn his back on. The old man and two of the boys were there. And they was just like they're about to jump on him, and he told his daughter, then come on in. He said, now, honey, go in there in the bedroom. Don't get anything but you, or just get your clothes. He said, I just come to get her things. That's all we want. The old lady said, why, Mr. So-and-so, doesn't the Bible speak against divorce and remarriage? She it's all right to cuss and have a cuss fight and kick the table over and burn the house down. <laughs> all right for him to kill a couple of fellas. 
You know? Oh, how, how one-sided can you get? Are you listening? Yeah. How one-sided can you get? Welcome to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. The first item in this offer is the book by Kenneth Hagan entitled The Untapped Power of Praise. There is unlimited power waiting to be released on the inside of every believer. The power of praise. We can overcome the trials of life and win the victory every time by praising God with a heart full of love and gratitude. Next from Kenneth E. Hagan, the 4 CD set entitled Ministering to the Lord. In the midst of troubles, we must worship and praise God for who he is and what his word says. As we fellowship with the Father, our faith will grow and we will be set free from the power of circumstances. Both of these items are for the special price of 2222. That's 1773 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888 Faith 99. Again, call toll-free 1-888 Faith 99. You can also order online at rama.org. That's r h e m a dot o r g, rama dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box five zero one two six, Tulsa, Oklahoma, seven four one five zero. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Coming up in September, ladies, kindle the flame September the 26th through the 28th. So make plans now to come, and we'll be telling you more about it in later broadcasts. Monday, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue this powerful teaching on what Jesus taught about prayer. That's next week on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Have a great weekend.